0: Good morning, how are we doing? Winter Park, Sanford Oviedo joining us online. Good morning and welcome. Hey, I want to tell you I'm very proud of you because not only is it basically a holiday weekend and uh, and we also adjusted the service time. So the fact that you're here right now is, is really incredible. So give it up for yourselves. I'm so proud of you. I talked to a couple of you out front, and you were like, I didn't even know the service times had changed, and so welcome. Welcome, we're thrilled to have you. Hey, listen, uh, I'm super excited about our time that we're gonna spend together here today, but before we do that, a couple of practical things that I want to, us uh, to, to, to celebrate and address. You know that we just wrapped up, obviously, Christmas, but we also wrapped up our, our gift to our community, the Christmas services, and over the course of our Christmas services, we saw 178 people make decisions for Jesus Christ. Christ, yep, absolutely. Incredible, incredible. So thank you for partnering in your intentionality to invite uh, your friends, your family, your loved ones, your coworkers, your sphere of influence. Super excited about that. If we're not met, my name is John. I serve as the family pastor here. And to that note, before we dive into what we're talking about today, uh, I'm super excited. One of the favorite things that we get to to lead and be a part of in our home is uh, my wife and I lead and champion and encourage uh, our legacy parenting small groups and our Fortify marriage small groups. And I can't encourage you enough one of our locations to plug into one of those, but I want to uh, tease you a little bit. We've got something super exciting that we're going to be rolling out for our Fortify Marriage Groups, so there's a little teaser, and that information is going to be coming in uh, in just a few weeks, so super, super excited about that. Hey, I, as the family pastor, I would be remiss if I didn't take a second to, uh, to introduce you to my family so you guys and ladies can take a look at my crew right here, and so that is the crew, and uh, Catherine and I are about to celebrate our 27th wedding anniversary and some Best decision that lady ever made. Come on, somebody. And so, actually, actually, everybody was like, "Bro, don't do it, girl." Yeah, her mom and dad was like, "I wouldn't, I wouldn't." I was like, hey, well, how, "How's it turning out now, mom and dad?" And so, so uh, as you can see, we've got five kids. We're big believers in reproduction, and that's our crew right there. So, going up the stairs, we've got uh, Elijah with the hat, and then Nathaniel uh, over on the right. We've got uh, Layton, and then Cheney, and then up at the top is Oakley. And our crew is—they're uh, twenty-two, twenty, 18, 16, and 14. And uh, man, that's uh, the, the seven Evans. This picture is actually it's funny because my wife was like, she was all stressed out because she's a planner. She loves to plan. Any planners in the house? And so my wife will buy a planner that she, she can plan out the planning. And so she was uh, kind of stressed out that uh, she didn't get all the Christmas cards out. And I was like, babe, there's, there's a stack of 30 Christmas cards. On. I was like, well, hey, you didn't get them out to 30 people, but we can get them out to 5,000 on Sunday. So this is our Christmas card. So this is our gift to you. And so uh, Elijah's uh, lady friend, Emma, is uh, she's a photographer and a videographer. She took that picture. It's easy. It's easy to grab a great picture when you're working with that kind of subject matter. Um, I'm just thankful that that they photoshopped me into that to that shot right there. And so it's funny, Layton, uh, our oldest. Again, our kids are 22, 20, 18, 16, and 14. Leighton, our oldest, has taken to calling me Pastor Dad, and uh, and then all of her her buddies, her friends, now affectionately refer to me as Pastor Dad, which. <laughs> Thank you. That's my family clapping for themselves. <laughs> hey, listen, Scripture says uh, love your neighbor as you love yourself, and you can't do a great job of loving your neighbor if you don't love yourself. That's not what we're talking about today, but that's free. That's included in the price of admission for you. And so, so what's interesting is, uh, is to be referred to as Pastor Dad is fascinating because as I was growing up, I, I neither had a relationship with a pastor nor my dad. I just want to tell you, I don't I don't know what you're dealing with, I don't know what you're processing through, I don't know what your fears or your failures or concerns or your hopes or your dreams are, but I just want to tell you before we even dive into what we're talking about today that God is able to do immeasurably more than you could ask or imagine. And so so thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna be speaking to you today from the context of Pastor Dad. As you can see, the message is titled "It Is Finished." And uh, what's really interesting is, as I was asking God, I was asking God about what to talk about. And tomorrow, as you know, is uh, is is January 1st and a new year. And I'm sure people all over the country today, and I don't begrudge them all over the world for that matter. They're going to be talking about new beginnings and fresh starts, and and that's great. But as I was asking God, what do you want us to discuss? What what, uh, what do you want your church and your people to hear at Action on, uh, on December 31st? God said, I don't want you to talk about uh, fresh starts and new beginnings. I want you to talk about finishing well. Finishing well. And so, uh, and before we dive into that, I mean, listen, I, 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 should, uh, I should tell you happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. Yeah, so if you think about it, if you think about it, it's probably the original the original dad joke, happy New Year's Eve. Like, you know, you know Adam back in the day, right? He'd be like, hey, happy New Year's Eve. You know? <laughs> it was the original dad joke. It had to be. He was the original day. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he was the only. And so that was his that was his content, right? Listen, listen. Um, did you you guys heard about the guy who stole the calendar, right? They 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 sent us some. Yep. He got he got 12 months. And so <laughs> come on, man. Work with me. Work with me a little bit. Work with me a little bit. Listen, 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 listen. I I, I know that uh I know that some people some people make resolutions some of you don't make resolutions that's fine either way we, we can talk about that here in just a little bit i don 't make new year's resolutions i prefer I prefer casual promises to myself that i 'm under no obligation to fulfill that's it's just yeah just let's, let's, let's just see what the Lord has and so uh, apparently uh, that resonates with a lot of you guys and ladies and so we can, joke about, uh, we can joke about what January 1st represents, and I don't begrudge anyone for that, but uh, I absolutely believe and I'm super excited for us to be able to talk about today, finishing and finishing well, seeing three things through to completion. And So let me ask you this, how are you, Winter Park, Sanford Oviedo joining us online, how good are you at seeing things through to completion? how good are you on this last day of the year at uh, at finishing, not only finishing and finishing well. I, I would say to you that all of us, uh, man, we, we, we're great potentially at starting things. We like to start things, we get to plate spinning, and, and, and sometimes we don't even start things. Why? We don't start things because I'm fearful that it won't be perfect, and so if it's not gonna be perfect, I'm not even gonna mess with it, and we'll talk about that here in just a little bit, and I, I hope I can give you some freedom from that, but what's interesting is people always talk about this concept of, of, of New year and new you, and I've got some bad news. It's not new year, new you. It's new year, same you. And I don't know about you. We'll talk about more, more about this in a little bit. I don't know about you, but I, I find that I tend to be my, my own biggest stumbling block. You know what I'm saying? So new year, new you, not so much. New year, same you. But, but what's really fantastic is, is I can really rock with new day, new mercies, so you don't have to script and people people out in the world can get excited that January first and I do understand that January first represents like this clean slate and, and, and that's awesome and that's great. But what's amazing about God and what's amazing about his heart for you and what's amazing about his word is you don't have to wait until January the 1st to experience his grace and new mercies. It's literally available to us every single day. In fact, that's what it says. This is Lamentations 3, verses 22 and 23. It says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now, what i love about that is okay it's actually available on january 1st but it would be also available on april the 9th or august the 23rd or september 17th or there's all kinds of ways that we, like like you just have to wake up and understand the goodness and the grace and and the mercy of god and it's it's if we're being honest it's been a tough year a lot of us are are struggling with like inflation is really tight on our family finances and you turn, on, you turn on the news or you go to whatever outlet you go for news and every night there's, there's wars and rumors of wars and there's conflict, military conflict all over the planet or you jump on social media which can kind of be a little bit of an escape. The next thing you know you're looking at social media and what you see on social media is, is just division in our society, division in our own culture and what's, uh, what's really interesting about all of that is that none of that diminishes the steadfast love of the Lord. It never ceases. In the context of all those things, we need it. Great is God's faithfulness, regardless of the unrest. Great is God's faithfulness, and His mercies come in clutch each and every day. And if I'm, if I'm being really honest, it's been a particularly difficult year for my family. If I'm being really honest, last time I was on the platform a few months ago, uh, I, I shared a little bit about this, but over the course of the last, just the last six months, my mother-in-law passed away, a couple months later, my dad died. And, over, and in the span of, of these last six months, our family of seven has moved, not once, but twice. It's been an exhausting and trying year for our family in every, in every conceivable way, but none of that diminishes the steadfast love of the Lord and the goodness of God. And his grace and his power and his authority, and I just want to ask you again, how good are you at seeing things through to completion? Listen, listen, all pizzas can be personal pizzas if you're committed enough, like you can. I can do this. Like this is a challenge. Like, like, like. Yeah, come on, preach, man. And so, listen. You can't do it today because it's Sunday. But say tomorrow, you want you want some Chick Fil A. You want some Chick Fil A. You grab uh, you grab Chick Fil A on the way home. You 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 ask them. You know that you ask them at Chick Fil A. Hey, I don't want pickles on the sandwich. That's fine. And then you get home and you open up that pre-blessed sandwich. It's pre-blessed uh, with with the hand of God. is just all. But you open it up and you see that there's pickles on your sandwich, and you realize in this moment. I asked for no pickles, but the chick-fil-A worker as a representative of the Lord knew what was best for me. Who am I to question? The goodness? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bald and beautiful on the front row, come on somebody. So, <laughs> that's a small group. We just started it. We just started we'll rotate. We'll rotate. y'all, y'all email me. and so bald guy at uh, the Action church. And so listen. Speaking of food, Jesus, Jesus has just spent some time with the Samaritan woman. He's just spent some time with the woman at the well. And there's just this beautiful kind of personal picture of, of him, really, like, like she's putting up these walls, and, and, and God breaks all of that down and, and shares his heart and his hope and his love and his value with her. And she's so, she's so blown away by this in, interaction with Jesus, which Pastor Justin talked about last week at our Christmas services when you have encountered the living God you will go and tell everybody about it and so now she has left to go back to the village and tell everybody about uh, all around her about what God has done and then the disciples show up and Jesus has kind of poured himself out a little bit and they're like hey man you want to get something to eat because they're dudes and like where else do you take the conversation and I love that Jesus I love that Jesus in John 4:34 he says my food they've just said hey hey teacher do you need something to eat and this is what he responds with he says my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And Jesus is saying the only thing that sustains him, the only thing that brings satisfaction and fulfillment, it's not temporary sustenance, but rather doing the will of the Father. That is where he finds true, true fulfillment. Pastor Justin brought this up uh, not too long ago. He was saying it's ludicrous if we sit down to to, to pray before a a meal and, and we ask God to bless food items that can't be blessed. And I understand that. I'm a big fan of Taco Bell. You can't Get this physique without without living that nomads life, right? And so 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 I make a run for a border on the occasion, and some of you would say, I don't see how God could bless Taco Bell. But I would tell you this, God works in mysterious ways, and I would say that God could use Taco Bell as a cleansing agent for <laughs> listen, listen, guy. Who am I to question what God wants to do? And so listen, God is good, but what Jesus is asked, do you want some food? And Jesus, the bread of life. Again, which we talked about at Christmas services, Jesus, the bread of life, says food is not what's going to satisfy me. Being faithful and obedient to fulfill and finish the work that God has for me, that is what I need to be about. And so being about and finishing God's work, not temporary pleasures, not lowering my standards to boost my status and not pursuing uh, the the making of more money although the making of more money is great if you then intend to be uh, more generous it's not about the making of more money it's about the making more of god in your life and every every day uh, every weekend someone on the platform would talk about why does action church exist and and if you've been around you would know action church exists to reach people where they are and to connect them to everything that god has for their lives we shorten that to reach and connect and and listen i want to tell you like 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 we're we're absolutely committed to that I I'm very passionate. As you can tell, some of you guys are like, why is this guy yelling at me? I'm just very excited to be with you. Thank you, thank you. And so I'm very passionate about creative and engaging communication. I'm very, very excited about what we do creatively, but but Action Church does not exist to entertain an audience. Action Church does not exist to entertain an audience. We are here to empower an army, and, and you'll hear somebody talk every single week Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, You'll hear somebody talk every single week about Action Steps and and our two-week experience, really getting off the sideline, getting into the game. What does it mean to plug into life here at Action Church? And if I could just, I'll take a second to give you a little promo for that. It's not new year, new you. How about new year, better understanding of you? You don't don't have to, uh, man, I, I wish God, I wish God, I wish. Some guys ever, you try to make a deal with God? God, if you get me out of this, God, if you get me out of this, and and God's like, I get you out of this, and then you're going to figure out another way to, like, okay, so you, listen, not, not new year, new you, new year, better understanding of you, and that's what action step one is, the vision and the mission of the church. Action step two is, is spiritual gift assessment and, and personality test. Listen, I, I, do we, why do we do that? We do that so that, that, that you can understand who and how you're, how you're crafted, how you're gifted, how you're wired. It's not new year, new you. It, it's about understanding who you are. And does the church have roles that you can plug into? Yes, absolutely. But we don't offer this as a self-serving thing. We offer this because you won't be fulfilled with anything else in this life until you find and finish what God has crafted you for. It's real, Taste and see. Taste and see that God is good, and everything else will leave you wanting. God initiates with a completed ending in mind. God initiates with a completed ending in mind. We, we, we've got the, the crib at Christmas. From, from God initiates with a completed ending in mind. From the crib to, to the cross to a crown, God initiates with a completed ending in mind. Listen to this. This is Hebrews 12, 2. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher, Of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and set it down set down at the right hand of God. He initiates with the completed ending in mind, and he who began a good work in you, he's going to see it through to completion. Here's what you need to understand, Jesus, Jesus. Well, he's a finisher. He's all about completion. In fact, as I was preparing for today, I was preparing for this message and walking through the Gospels and, and just reminding myself of, about his commitment to fin- finishing in 12 different instances in the Gospels. It talks about, it, it literally says, when Jesus finished, he then. 12 different instances. When Jesus finished, then teaching, he went on to the next assignment. When Jesus finished praying, he then went on to the next assignment. When Jesus finished speaking, he then went on to the next. When Jesus finished miracling, he then went on to the next assignment. And, And he did not leave any tabs open. How's your laptop like right now? Like you open it up, and you've got things that you need to accomplish, and then you look across the top, and there's 37 tabs that are open. I just wanna ask you, how are you doing at seeing things through to completion? How are you doing at seeing things finish? Here's one of the reasons, probably the primary reason why we struggle to finish things, is because somewhere, some reason, we've bought into the perception that perfection, not progress, is the only acceptable outcome. We put perfectionism on ourselves and it is absolutely crippling. It's absolutely crippling. We joke about it. We joke about the fact that the next couple of weeks, uh, all of your gyms, for you, those of you that go to gyms, keep gymming, you're awesome. For those of you, that all of your gems are gonna be packed for the next couple of weeks, but we joke about, it's going, they're gonna fall off 92%, research shows, 92% of all, all New Year's resolutions fail, 92%. Why is that? Because somewhere, some reason, we have bought into this perception that if I'm not going to do it perfect, I might as well not make progress at all. And let me ask you this, where do you see perfection in Scripture? Where do you see perfection in scripture? It's in one, one person alone, and that is the sinless Son of God, Jesus Christ. It's, it's in one individual alone, and that is Jesus. So why do we believe that we have to be perfect? It's because we live in this cancel culture, and if you're making a mistake, that's it, we're done. We might as well just, just scrap the whole prog- pro- the whole process. It's interesting, uh, you don't need to be perfect. Your marriage doesn't need to be perfect. Your family doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, I, we're talking about four to five marriage groups, and, and Catherine and I will invite people to, to the marriage group that we lead, or I'll, I'll ask you, perhaps you're supposed to lead to fortify marriage group. People are like, well, my marriage isn't perfect. <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? Like, what are you? Uh, obviously, your marriage is not perfect. You, listen, you ever? Let, let me just talk to the dudes for a minute. Let me talk to the dudes for a minute, guys. You ever, you ever get in trouble with your wife, and you didn't? Even, honestly, you didn't even do anything. Like, you know, you know, what I'm talking about? some of the guys are like. Uh, <sighs> I love you, baby, but please continue, sir. And so, now listen, don't get me wrong, ladies. I get it. I understand. I understand. Sometimes we, earn, we rightfully earn that time in a doghouse. Sometimes we earn that cold shoulder. But let me remind you, let, let, let me remind you, uh, we're one flesh and that cold shoulder belongs to me, so don't freeze me out. What's up, girl? What's up? But that's not what we're talking about. That's not what, focus, stay with me. Oh, the guy's like, I like this guy. I like what this guy's doing. So listen, you, got, you do something, but you didn't even really do anything. So true story, this is true story. True your marriage doesn't have to be perfect but sometimes we it, it's it's sideways and so True story, our family of seven, we have this text thread uh, and so, and we'll communicate with each other, we'll send funny pictures or whatever, and this and that. And, and my wife, one of my favorite things to do, she loves to plan, and one of her favorite things to do. Bedtime, she'll sit down, hey, on occasion, she'll send a text to the rest of the family, hey, here's a few things that we need to be mindful of tomorrow, here's what the day looks like, et cetera, et cetera. And so, a couple weeks ago, we're getting ready for bed, true story, this really happened. Was a couple weeks ago, we're getting ready for bed and, uh, and we lay down, no funny business, so I was like, okay, my day is done, and so, so. <laughs> So she grabs her phone, I look over, and, she, and I was like, what's up? And she goes, well, I'm going to text everybody. There's a couple things that I need, I need to make. I'm not sure they looked at the calendar, and so I need to make sure. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Do your thing. And so, so next thing you know, uh, I know it's tomorrow. Okay, so I wake up tomorrow, right? And, uh, and I get up uh, uh, just uh, early, early this morning, 4.52, because I was super, super excited to be with you guys. And ladies. that morning, I think it was like 5.06. And uh, start my day, I'm gonna go have a quiet time, grab my phone, grab my glasses, go out there. I sit down, and I see the text thread that I've missed 11 text messages from my own family since I went to sleep last night. And I was like, well, I've gotta know. What, what what I need to make sure that I'm up to speed, okay? And so I scroll up to the last text message that I know that was sent, which was my wife texting the kids, here's a couple things we need to be mindful of for tomorrow. And then right under that, it says this, y'all pray for your daddy. I kind of urinated on myself a little bit. I was, like, I was like, what did I do? And one of the kids was like, what did he do? And my wife, this really <laughs> happened. My wife goes, well, in the amount of time that it took me to send you this text about what's happening tomorrow, your father had the audacity to fall asleep. <laughs> 34 seconds and he's over there sleeping like a baby. And honestly, it makes me mad. I'm like, "Girl, what's up?" And they're like, "Yeah, go down." I was like, "Bro, my day was finished. What do you want me to do? I I I had completed it. I had seen it through." Now, sharing this story with you, I I probably am going to be on the couch again tonight. But I'll do a Facebook live about the goodness of God from the doghouse. It'd be that be a great be a great blog. It'd be awesome. And so so nobody expect thank you. Thank you for clapping at uh, at our dysfunction and so um Nobody expects perfect. In fact, the only one who's, who's capable of perfect is Christ himself, and, and I don't know what your, your past, your regret, your sin, your shame, your guilt, what your fears are, what your hopes are, what your dreams are, nobody expects perfect, but what, what's amazing, what I want you to understand is that God initiates with completion in mind. God initiates with completion in mind. He has completed a completed ending in mind for your marriage. He has a uncompleted ending in mind for your children. He has a completed ending in mind for your, your finances. He has a completed ending in mind for, for your diagnosis. He has a completed ending in mind for your faith and for your future. And John 19, 28 through 30, which is, uh, which is where our, the title of our message comes from today Jesus knew that his, his mission was now finished. And to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked, it, uh, soaked a sponge in it and put it on a hyssop branch and held it up to his lips. Jesus initiates things with the completion in mind. And what's really fascinating about the hyssop branch that was used to quench him a little bit here, it's interesting to note, going all the way back to the original Passover, it was a hyssop branch that was used to put blood around the door frames. Going all the way back to the initial Passover, and here Jesus is being served and supported with the hyssop branch. The intentionality of God is absolutely incredible. And and when Jesus had taken, it, he said, it is finished. And then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It is finished in the English translation, it's the English translation of the Greek word to say to It's the English translation of the Greek word tetelestai, which is the last thing that Jesus said before dying on the cross. It comes from the word teleo, which means to bring to an end, to complete, or to accomplish. It signifies the successful end to a particular course of action. It is the word that you would use if you climbed Mount Everest. Now, I've never climbed Mount Everest I've ridden Expedition Everest, which is about as close I've also walked around the Arts Festival at Mount Dora, which is incredibly taxing for a guy, but I took one for the team. But it's what you would say if you climbed a mountain. You would say, it is finished. It's what you would say when you turned in uh, the final copy of your dissertation. Pastor Tyler was in the first service. I think he's doing something right now. I was like, listen, I... I'm more likely to engage with dysentery than dissertation, but he would probably know what it's like to turn in. Some of you guys don't know what dysentery is, and that's fine, that's fine. When you make your final payment for your car or for your house, can you imagine? That would be incredible. If you know how to do the, the house thing, shoot me an email, I'd love to. That's what you would say, it is finished. When you cross the finish line of your first half marathon, you would say, It is finished, it means more than I survived. It means I accomplished my assignment. And here's what I want you to understand. Jesus did not say, I am finished. He said, it is finished. He didn't say, I am finished, because if he had said, I am finished, then that sounds like a defeated martyr. If he didn't say, I am finished, because he would have just been an exhausted man who was dying. He didn't say, I am finished, because, because he's just done with this whole life, and now he can experience the relief of no longer dealing with this. No, he said, it is finished. What the Father assigned me to do for them in 2023, I did for them, and the reason why I say for them in 2023 is because it's, it's, it's amazing. It, this appears, this word in the Greek, it's in the, the perfect tense, Now, what does that mean? What that means is it's timeless. You can hear the translation, it is finished, and obviously that sounds like it's in the past, and we know that historically it happens in the past, but the perfect tense in the Greek means that it is timeless. It means that it happened in the past. It is still, the results are still applicable now, and the results will still apply to you in the future, and so God and the work that he did on your behalf and my behalf is absolutely timeless, praise God. God, his mercies are new every day. I thought you guys might be excited about that, but that's fine. When Jesus said it is finished, he meant all of it. As the calendar flips to 2024, it's one of the things that we do as a family. We'll sit down and we'll have a meal together, and this is healthy and this is appropriate. We'll, we talk about dreams and hopes and goals, and, but really what we're doing is, is we're helping each other with an accountability standpoint. To, uh, how can we be praying for each other for 2024? How could, like, like, where are we wanting to go? But as we think about the calendar flipping, uh, what we need to understand is time is the most honest metric that exists in this world that we live in. We can say that we're about this, we can claim that we're about that, but, but our time and our calendar is truly going to demonstrate what our priorities are. I can claim that I want to be about this, but how I spend or waste my time really reveals what my priorities truly are. And if I'm being honest, if we are being honest, uh, again, I, my, my biggest battle is typically with me. Maybe you can identify with that. I don't, I don't need the world to throw things at me. I don't need the enemy to throw things at me. I, my biggest battle is usually me. And yeah, amen, for real. Like, I'll, I'll show you this picture, um, not a literal picture, A, a an illustrative picture. Um, sometime uh, last time, maybe a couple times ago when I spoke, I, I showed you a picture of our dog, Champ. We've got a Corgi. Cutest little dude, his ears are so big, he could hear what's happening in Nebraska right now, like this guy's amazing, and so. But Champ is the funniest thing, talking about us being our own worst enemy and our biggest battle, our biggest struggle. Champ, I'll let him out and, uh, and he'll go out in the front yard and he'll, he'll walk up to a bush and he'll throw his leg up and he'll pee on the bush, which obviously, I mean, great, great job, buddy, good job. And then he'll spin around and he'll walk back over to the bush and he'll be like <laughs> And he looks surprised, like who has been here? and he pees on the bush again. And I'm like, bro, it was you four seconds ago. He's like, what is is going on around here? I gotta let somebody know this is my territory. And I'm like, bro, did you forget that it was you? And that's exactly the bat, like, I don't know, you're probably more holy than I am and that's great. But as it turns out, I'm the one that's got the microphone today. And so what I'm saying, and so, so here's the deal like I don't know about you but I find that my my greatest battles are with me. And I and I'm fighting and I'm and listen, let me encourage you you will only be fulfilled, you will only be sustained when you're obedient to what God has for you and it's all about your time your time is relentlessly going to expire. You don't just haphazardly fall onto intentionality. Nobody might as well's into progress. I just wrote a couple of examples. Nobody might as well might as well tithe. Might as well uh, might as well go serve nineteen hundred kids at the Christmas store. Nobody falls in. Nobody nobody might as well attend action steps. Might as well fight for my marriage. Might as well might as well impact my neighbors. I guess. Might as well lead a small group. No, you have to fight for the finish. And God gave me this illustration that is a great picture of. Like this picture of the difference between, there's, there's a train and bumper cars. You jump on a train, we got a new high-speed rail thing, you can jump on a train, you can get to Miami. Man, just like that, I mean, the thing, the thing is blazing. Straight line is going. You jump into bumper cars, and man, you're at the carnival, you're at the fair, you're at whatever, and you're out there in the bumper cars. And maybe you make a little bit of progress, but next thing you know, you're over in the corner, and there's like like 23 different all jack. And then you look over here, and there's a six year old that's never touched a steering wheel. Why is this kid out here right now? And then next thing you know, the 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 guy that's running the entire attraction, he steps out into the experience. And he comes out there and he says, let me set you free. Let me free you up from this, from this. Listen, that's real. That's way, like that's way more spiritual than you're giving it credit for. Like you can jump on a train and you can go, but God says, let me interject myself into their lives because there's a mess that's happening in, 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 in turn three and I need to free them up. And that's what God did for you. And that's what God did for me. And you can be excited about 2024, and we should be, and that's awesome. And let's plan and let's prepare. But the simple truth is, just be faithful and obedient to what God has for you. What right here and right now. Listen to this, this is Ephesians 5, 15 16. Pastor Justin taught on this not too long ago, so we won't spend a whole lot of time on it. But it says, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Time is our most valuable, and most vulnerable resource. You have to protect it. You have to fight, you have to fight to finish well. And my favorite scripture about finishing well is, uh, is 2 Timothy 4, 7. It says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. And, and I wanna be about those three things. I wanna be about those three things. If I'm being honest with you, I'm, I'm about to turn, uh, turn 52 on Thursday, I'll turn 52. Thank you. Which I know is hard for you to hard for you to comprehend because I have just 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 I'm, I'm so rizzy I get it I get it and so yep so thank you thank you just uh, just wreak coolness and so um, if if I could grow hair on my head God would be like bro I couldn't handle you so he he praise God for the humility that comes as a result but I got a beard and so that's fine and I want to be about these three things if I'm being honest turning fifty two I know that my the finish of my race is a lot more pending. It's a lot closer than, than me being in the starting blocks. I understand that. I just wanna finish well. Now what's interesting, I told you my wife, she's a planner, she loves the plan. She loves the plan about the planning. And so her plan is that we're going to die on the same day within a few moments of each other by natural causes at the ripe old age of 94. That is her plan. It's a stated plan. And I was like, I, I hope that unfolds. But I've got a responsibility to finish well. And you do too. Picture I want to share with you to, to finish, and I want to pray over every home that's represented here: at Winter Park, Sanford, Oviedo, joining us online. I want to pray blessings and wisdom and direction for us for 2024 for sure. But I want to give you this final thought. It's a it's the coolest thing. My um, my wife's uh, father's family is in uh, is in Lower Alabama, the original LA, not 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 Los Angeles. LA is Lower Alabama, and so. Lower Alabama and Pensacola, and so my 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 father-in-law's dad, my wife's grandfather, Paul Paul Mac, Pa Mac lives in Pensacola, and uh, and the family there just good, beautiful old family. They've got this tradition. His birthday is in October, and they they've got this tradition where they have a family reunion, which is kind of a lost art in the world that we live in anymore. Perhaps that might be something for you to resurrect in 2024. It's free, and and so. So they've got this uh, family reunion that they have in conjunction with Paul Paul Max's birthday in October. And uh, a few years ago, Catherine grabbed me. She said, "Hey, I know it's a long ways away and, and the whole deal, but Paul Paul Max turning 80 this year, and we just we don't know how much longer we he has. And so let's make it a priority. Let's load up the family and let's go." I was like, "Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Let's go." And so, so we went, and then. And then five years later, my wife, she goes, Well, you know, Paul Paul Mac's turning 85 this year, and we don't really know how much longer he has. And so we probably should. And I was like, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And we load up the family and we go. And so two months ago, Paul Paul Mac turned 97. Okay. So, I was like, I was like, we've been, we've been playing this. We don't know how much longer he's going to This guy's going to live to be 126. Like he's, here's what's amazing for this 97 year old, unassuming man. He's actively involved and serves at his church every Sunday. He's a leader in his senior adult Sunday school class. Like how cute is that? Like they have a meal on Thursdays. So I'm like, I just want to go sit down with these people and just, just, just receive. He's out there mowing his, mowing his yard. It's about, uh, it's about three quarters of an acre. It takes him a couple of days, but he does it and he's 97 and, and he's like, I just wanna finish well. God has been so good, his grace is sufficient. I wanna honor him by finishing well. I'm super excited for what God might have for all of us, Winter Park, Oviedo, Sanford Online. I'm super excited for what God might have for us for 2024. And we're gonna pray for that here in just a second. But the most significant thing is to understand like Paul Paul Mack understood 90 years ago, that he can build a life, but if he builds a life apart from a relationship with Christ, he's truly accomplished nothing. And the most important thing he will have missed out on. And so I wanna pray for every home that's represented here in just a second, but I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes, here at Winter Park, Sanford Oviedo, joining us online. If you're willing to acknowledge, you know what, right now, I. Pastor John, on on December 31st, I realized that I need a relationship with Jesus, the author and perfecter, the one who, the only one who, that came and lived perfection in this world. And he did so, so that I could be forgiven of my past, my regret, my sin, my shame. You can be excited about 2024, but the most important decision that you will ever make is right now to establish a relationship with Christ. Do you need his forgiveness? Maybe some of you need his forgiveness. Maybe some of you grew up in the faith as a child and you placed your faith in Christ, but somewhere along the way you've fallen off and perhaps today is the day that you reconnect to that. And so I wanna pray for everybody here in just a second. But right now, let me ask this question with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If any of you would say, you know what, Pastor John, I want to make certain of that relationship here in Winter Park, Sanford Oviedo online. If that's you and you wanna make certain of that relationship or reconnect to that relationship, would you just raise your hand right now so I can see? Raise your hand, awesome, 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 awesome. Yes, sir, I see you, awesome, awesome. Yep, keep them. yep, I see you. Yep, I see you, yes, ma'am, yeah, I see that smile. Beautiful, awesome, yep, I see you. Eye contact, for sure. In the same way that you and I might make eye contact, God sees our hearts, and so if you're one of those guys or ladies here at Winter Park, Sanford, Oviedo, joining online, just right there where you're at, right there in your seat. This is the beauty of grace and the power of God's forgiveness in our lives. If you're one of those guys, ladies, just raise your hand. uh, Just pray this prayer with me in your heart, right there in your seat, right there in your heart. Say, God, I need you. And Jesus, I believe that you are my sinless savior and I receive your grace in my life. I ask you to forgive me of my past, my sin, my shame, and from this point forward, as best I know how, I wanna live for your glory and not my own. And God, for every home that's represented, for every marriage that's represented, for every family that's represented, for every future that's represented, God, thank you for the excited promise that 2024 represents. Uh, God, I pray your grace and protection, your power and your authority, your compassion, your hope, your peace that surpasses understanding for whatever 2024 holds for us. And, and God, you are able to do a more than we could ask or imagine. And, and God, here we are. Send us for your glory in 2024. We pray these things in the name of the life changer, Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate. Awesome.